In this episode of Basecamp Live, we're talking about the SAT, those three letters that cause our palms to sweat and our hearts to race to rise as we think about taking this standardized test that will allow us into the college of our choice. It's been a rite of passage for decades in America, but the SAT is not what it used to be. Our guest today, Jeremy Tate, is the co-founder of the CLT, that is the Classical Learning Test. He has some really intriguing insights into this changing landscape and the impact it will have on your student and their ability to get into the college of their choice. It's an incredibly insightful show. Stay tuned for this episode of Basecamp Live. Mountains, we all face them. Basecamp Live will equip you to conquer the biggest mountains when raising the next generation. Each week, you'll hear from culture watchers, thought leaders, and storytellers who know the tools you'll need to summit the peak and shape exceptionally thoughtful, compassionate, and flourishing human beings. Welcome to Basecamp Live, and now your host, Davies Owens. Welcome to Basecamp Live. I am here in the studio with Jeremy Tate. Actually, Jeremy, you're not in the studio. You are uh, on another part of the country. Where are you? Welcome to Basecamp Live. Thanks, Davies. Thanks for having me, and thanks for all the great work you're doing with Basecamp. I am in Annapolis, Maryland, CLT headquarters. So let's talk about who is Jeremy Tate and what is CLT. It stands for Classical uh, Learning Test. So you guys... Uh, have well, I can't wait to hear this story. You basically uh, looked at the landscaping of the testing, which most of us, I think, the the ultimate American rite of passage after you eat the apple pie and drive the Chevrolet is go take the SAT. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still get sweaty palms when I say SAT, thinking back to that uh, library moment years ago. And I took the SAT, <laughs> but it's sort of the rite of passage to get to college these days. And you guys said, "Hey, wait, 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 time out. Something is not right in SAT world, and we better um, be rethinking this, especially as classical Christian folks." Tell me a little bit of your story. What's wrong yeah. with the SAT? You know, Davies, I love what you're doing with Basecamp and that you're able to communicate so many great stories and that in the classical renewal movement right now, there's so many exciting stories to be told. And we're really honored to be, to hopefully be one of those stories. And so kind of the, the two or three minute backstory to CLT and how we came to exist. I was a few years ago working at a, at a Christian school as a college counselor. And at the same time, I was running an SAT prep company. I'd formerly gone to seminary. And as I really got my sleeves rolled up and really into the SAT, I was really surprised that it was not at all the test that I took in high school. The test I took in high school was a lot of analogies and a lot of logic questions. Uh, this test was politically charged, almost always far left of center, and um, definitely a bias towards Christian or theistic authors as well. And um, at the same time, the SAT, because they got beat out for the first time ever by ACT nationwide in terms of students, um, they revamped, they relaunched, they went back to the 1600 scale. Um, And what happened as well is they aligned with the Common Core standards. And not only did they align with the Common Core, but they hired David Coleman, the chief architect of the Common Core standards, as the new CEO of College Board who makes uh, the SAT. And the reason that's problematic is, you know, uh, Common Core itself uh, has an inherent bias uh, against Christianity, uh, I would say even against great literature. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people about Terrence Moore's book, uh, The Story Killers, which is just a great read and makes a really compelling case that the books our parents grew up on and our grandparents grew up on, these are being removed for uh, progressive books that uh, just often aren't good stories, aren't compelling stories. So so what I'm hearing is that it's not it's not our grandfather's SAT anymore. This thing's been around since the 1930s or something, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I love that line, and I'm going to steal that and use it. It's not <laughs> your grandfather's SAT. That's great. It's not at all. And the history behind it, I mean, the, 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 the SAT itself evolved from a test that was initially used in the first stages to differentiate among um, 
uh, among World War II soldiers wow. uh, to see kind of where they would, would place people best. And um, it evolved in the 1950s into an aptitude test. Now, the great thing about testing aptitude, of course, is that it doesn't favor any particular curriculum. Right. And so it wouldn't favor a classical curriculum over a public school curriculum. The new SAT, though, is meant to be a public school test. It's a common core based uh, test. And so, so you're not going to see any of the uh, the great literature, any of the philosophy that students who are coming from great schools, schools like the Ambrose schools, Highlands Latin, are uniquely equipped to handle and to do really well with. And so our thought is we could create a new standard that would uniquely allow students to demonstrate to colleges the exceptional curricular formation that they're coming from and how much they have to offer on campus. And we have realized getting into this, a college entrance exam, it's not just a test, but it's also a very powerful enrollment engine for the colleges. And in the current scene, uh, colleges, Christian colleges, liberal arts colleges, do not benefit in the same way from the SAT and ACT that the big state universities do. So before we unpack kind of the way colleges are receiving, and I want to make sure we're clear on, so the problem, and I can remember back, you know, even years ago, kind of the complaints that this is again, devised around World War II vets coming back, and there were certain sort of Western European assumptions, like a test question might ask, you know, something about a teacup, and then the, the, there's an outcry, well, not everyone in the inner city grew up with a teacup around them. They don't even know what that is. But we're not talking just sort of uh, too ethnically uh, narrow. You're talking about at a very deep level, the, the way this is even assessing the academic proficiency has just completely changed. And I, I you know, I, I've, a couple different quotes I've seen. First of all, I know we, just two things that you can re respond to. Walter Williams reports uh, in The Economist um, on, on, it said, according to the nation's report card, only 37% of 12th graders were proficient in reading in 215 and 25% in math. So we know that the educational output of the schools is declining rapidly. So the SAT is sort of readjusting so that it can actually calibrate to this lower academic level, um, mm -hmm. it, it, independently maybe of the teacup problem, which probably is there as well. And then... Um, Kind of one more quote that's interesting along the same lines, Washington Post, Nick Anderson, last year the College Board eliminated the notorious guessing penalty on the SAT, jettisoned some tricky vocabulary and took other steps, hoping to make the test a more straightforward, like the straightforward measure of, 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 of achievement. So we're talking about basically the schools or SAT was just retooling itself. And in the process, it gave up the very thing that it was meant to do in the first place, which was actually be a rigorous assessment of people's ability. Yeah, yeah, that's really well said. I, I was at a, a campus a few weeks ago, Villanova, actually, and they mentioned that uh, the the average SAT of an enrolling freshman in Villanova had gone up over 100 points, over to over 1,500 in a year. Um, another one of the universities we met with, an Ivy League school, said that their the SAT is almost totally unhelpful in differentiating among top students because half of their half of their applying class has the 1540 or higher, yeah. uh, which is within the 60 point margin of error. And so the test is really not differentiating. And, uh, and that's one of the ways CLT, because we're putting kids just in front of uh, beautiful, rich, great text, um, they're more complicated. And therefore so, the test itself can differentiate among great students. So the culture of the day that gives every kid a, a trophy for showing up and breathing at the soccer game <laughs> has now affected the SAT. So it's absolutely okay. that is a great way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. everyone's yeah, a winner on the SAT. Fifteen hundred for everybody. We don't That's want right. anybody to have to go into therapy for getting under fifteen hundred or something. We want everyone That's to great. feel good yeah. about them. So I so I okay, so that's a problem. So the colleges are saying, basically, this thing isn't even helpful anymore. I know that's what happened with the APs. It used to be advanced placement. Then everyone was advanced, and every and, and I know that's the case. Colleges are saying, look, 
whoop-de-doo, you took the AP exam. Great, you get an elective credit, maybe. But I can't really tell what you're like because everybody looks the same now. So th- this problem is not just um, our kids don't do as well, but, or maybe we're over-prepared in some ways. We come out of classical Christian schools and we can... Mm-hmm. We're not even... So the problem is that the very education that we're capable of demonstrating isn't reflected on the SAT. There's no... We can't shine because it's all just base level stuff. Exactly, and we actually have have data that that backs that up. Kids who who, who take the SAT and ACT who are classically educated, they do great. That's not why we exist. That's not the problem. Kids who come from public schools don't do as well on the on the CLT on the CLT though, because they've never seen philosophy, they've never read philosophy, they've never read great literature, and um, they're they're not familiar with these kind of texts or how to handle them. And so we think we can be a unique uh, tool to show off the. Yeah tremendous formation these kids have had. So, so we're going to take a break in just a minute, but I, I'm sure if I'm listening, you know, if I've, I've got my parent hat on again, at the end of the day, we just want to, we want our kids to be successful. And sometimes I think we've learned as parents, we just have to hold our nose if it's something that doesn't even philosophically make sense, but that's just the silly hoop you have to go through. So I could see some parents going, you know, I'm philosophically agreeing with you that it's unfortunate that it's been dumbed down, that it's not. But at the end of the day, it is still the bellwether thing you have to, it is the hoop you have to jump through. And so help, I think when we come back, we'll talk about actually what's interesting is that colleges are sort of going, you guys are right. It is a hard, it's hard to discern now since everybody's a, everybody gets a gold star. Um, we would love to see a better test out there to really see what a kid's capable of and the opportunity for our parents to actually have kids take the CLT and have a differentiator that colleges are paying attention to. That's that's pretty amazing to me that you guys are actually forging a whole new way and colleges are now adopting this. So we're going to come back after the break and hear more. Um, I, Jeremy Tate, thanks for – I love your pioneering work and um, I'm just – can't, can't wait. So we'll come back right after the break and talk about ways that this actually can really impact the student today getting into college and really being able to shine. Pretty exciting stuff. We'll be right back. We're back here at Basecamp Live. I'm chatting with Jeremy Tate about the uh, the fall of the great uh, SAT uh, test, which um, just, again, it just feels like part of America is dying somehow, Jeremy. The SAT is not what it once was, this, this golden tool to get you into the college of your choice. Uh, we've talked about some of the problems, some of the, the lowering of the standards, some of the fact that the SAT actually doesn't even really reflect and maybe even penalizes our kids who are capable of show, showcasing so much more. We've talked about how kind of uh, everybody's a winner. Everybody gets 1590 today. So you guys are coming along saying, look, there's, let's, let's create a test that actually reflects the excellence that our kids are capable of. Um, so my question is, that's great in a vacuum. We've created another test. Who, <laughs> Hey, kids, let's take another test. But what is the advantage um, of, well, we know the, adva- the advantage of it in terms of the way colleges are receiving it. So tell me a little bit about, you're knocking on the doors of colleges and saying, mm-hmm. I'm feeling your pain and here's a solution. What are you hearing back? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Colleges have been very, very receptive and um, at the same time, I think CLT is kind of inconvenient. It is our goal, and people know this is our goal. We want to be an extremely disruptive education startup. And the reason we want to do that is we're not calling into question how people do on the standard. We're calling the standard itself into question and saying that this is no longer what it was, um, and we think we have something a lot better to offer. And we've already seen that connecting with kids, that they take the CLT. In fact, one college president said, I love what the CLT tells me in terms of how they do, but I love it even more because I know so much about the kids simply if they take the test itself. Wow. Uh, it tells me that they probably went to a, a great classical school. It tells me that they probably um, are have been immersed in the classics and great fiction, and they would be a great fit on our campus. And so um, colleges have been really receptive, and it's, it's kind of a chicken and egg thing of 
we think we're very close within 12 months of getting a, a very big top 10 university to adopt in the country. And we think once that happens, it'll be a copycat kind of effect of, of so, other universities. So you guys have basically, it's 2017, you guys have been doing this for two years now, I guess. Am I right? Kind of. We'll turn two on December 15th. Okay. So you guys are still, it's still early, but you said what, 80 schools, 80 colleges have already um, acknowledged this is a, a great tool they want to be a part of? Yeah, 80 colleges have adopted so far, and uh, Hillsdale, was, was they came on board on March 6th. They put CLT through a really kind of brutal vetting process, and since they adopted, we've more than doubled since then, and colleges have started coming to us instead of us just chasing them nice. down, which is, is uh, so, and you, you know. So you talk about the top 10. You have had conversations with Princeton there, right? Well, yeah, they were they were very receptive. They actually encouraged us to to let our students know how to begin submitting scores so Princeton could get familiar. They haven't adopted, but they've been uh, they were very warm and very interested in a test that could actually differentiate at the top. And so, um, and our students have already started submitting scores, which has been really exciting as they've reached out. and And we think this is something that can really set them apart. And you know, the current game is you know the College Board test, the SAT can't differentiate, and so College Board solution is to go and take all the SAT subject tests. Right. And we're saying. You know, instead of having kids give up an entire Saturday four or five times junior and senior year, we want to say, and then have to wait a month for results, we want to say what they could do is take a test that's often offered in school, as we're offering it at the Ambrose School in April. It's offered in school during the day. It's two hours. They get same-day results. It differentiates you much better, um, and it reflects the best of the curriculum that you've been in front of. And um, we feel like when we present that to a headmaster, that common sense – uh, is kind of on on our side with what we're doing, and colleges have uh, have agreed. Yeah. So knowing that it's still early in the process, anybody listening, wherever you are, nationally and even internationally, I mean, you you can go to CLT and find out how to actually take the test, figure out a place near you to take it. Right, it's available everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, over 200 testing sites around the country, and we're really grateful to parents. You know, we, we've had several colleges that adopted specifically because, in fact, one college said, you know, this this is really inconvenient, you know, to change our admission standards. Said, well, we're, <laughs> right. we're sorry. They said, but so many parents and kids have reached out to us about this that we feel like we're losing kids if we don't adopt, Okay. And uh, which is kind of what we wanted yeah. to happen. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. We, we wanted to say, well, you know, it, we're sorry it's inconvenient, but it, it's also inconvenient for kids to take a test that's totally disconnected from their future and their background. Yeah. And, um, so, so, go, so going back to Princeton, so just so we understand, so again, they're, they're not saying yet that we're not taking the SAT. Clearly, it's still the it's still the the hoop, as I keep calling it. It's still there. And so at this moment in time, yeah, you're probably going to still need to run that play. But you're basically what you're saying is until schools abandon the, the SAT in total, you kind of have to kind of do both. But the reality is that the admissions offices are looking for a differentiator. And so if your kid has taken the, SA, the CLT, all of a sudden, this is far more interesting and far more insightful. So even Princeton saying, yeah, apply, but show, show us the CLT as well. We, we're aware of it. Yeah, and all of the 80 colleges, just to be clear, the 80 colleges right now that have adopted, the CLT is one valid option at those schools. So they could take the SAT, the ACT, or the CLT. I guess it's an or even for some of these schools. Yeah, it's, it's one of these three options oh, great. that the, the students okay. need to take. Um, but we think if it's one of the three options, uh, given the fact that we're same-day test results, yeah. we're a shorter test, and that we can actually differentiate you uh, better with better better text and better material, um, that that's going to be the preferred option for students as yeah. well. No, and, and I love the fact, again, you just to reiterate that, that, again, for many kids, this is almost like a full-time job. You have to leave school, go down to the test prep thing, and pay the money and do the deal, and then you get two points higher, and then you have to go back and do it again. And you guys are, again, it's during school hours, a lot easier to take the test. 
um, it's it's just a far less complicated process. That's our hope. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So I love the fact, again, we're all trying to add to the old, I mean, again, parent hat on, gosh, I got to help my kid look a little bit brighter and shinier than the other kids that are applying. So, you know, I'll mention that they were the captain of the soccer team and they also volunteered down at the shelter thing and they do the deal. So this is like the ultimate differentiator from what you're saying. Yeah. We, we hope so. You know, a kid who's going to choose to take a test is interesting. When we surveyed our students, um, about 90% of the kids who we surveyed said that the CLT was their preferred test between yeah. the PSAT, ACT, or SAT. Yeah. 70% said that it was the hardest test. And so even though they, the vast majority said that we're the hardest test, they still like the CLT better. And I think if there's one single word right now that describes the SAT and what it is, it's the word sterile. You know, you take any transcendental idea out of it, any idea of truth, any concept of beauty, you're left with just a really boring four-hour test with really horrible text that nobody would ever read unless they were taking the SAT. <laughs> and, um, and so we're, our thought is like, look, this kid, right. maybe they read right. – uh, Dostoevsky before. Maybe they read Flannery O'Connor and we're going to reward them for it. Maybe it's a passage they've already seen and that's yeah. fine. That's, that's great. Yeah. It's all Dick and Jane type story. Although we don't even do, it's all, it's just pat and pat, I guess. We've really kind of neuter, neutered it and neutralized <laughs> it down to where there's not much in it. I love it. There's yeah. a quote you guys have on your site that says, among standardized college entrance exams, the CLT provides the most accurate and rigorous measure of academic formation, accomplishment, and potential. Wow. Mm. Who, uh, who doesn't want that for their kid when they apply to college? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. And, and Hillsdale, actually, they had 40 kids on campus take the test, and what they discovered is that it was actually a better predictor um, of how kids do freshman year in college than the SAT and ACT. And so we think it is – it's a big eco it's, – it's a big – Motion. It's a big ecosystem to try to shift and to disrupt. But we think, uh, especially because these colleges are all competing with their rankings and SAT and ACT are a big part of how these rankings get figured out and things like U.S. News and World Report. But um, we think that we are on the precipice of, of a big breakthrough. We think in the next year yeah. uh, that could potentially happen. And our goal really is to be the new the new gold standard. That's, a, that's I love it. Aim high, aim big. Reclaim, I think you've got the statement, reclaim the standard. I'm like, wow, that's – Yeah. I think <laughs> – yeah. Well, as long as we have less sweaty palms, that's my concern as a uh, test taker. <laughs> now, it, which is it's over quicker, and it's again to your point, they ought to be able to shine. This is what they do every day. They're not having to navigate just kind of the uh, the neutral, neutered testing material, and it's tough again because yes. parents like you know they'll do whatever it takes. But I love that you guys are on the pioneering side, and so kind of your your call to action for parents would be what. <sighs> You know, we're, we're grateful for, for your support uh, to, to talk to colleges about CLT, to just get on, on our website and, and check it out for yourself. Uh, there's free sample tests. At the very least, we hope that our sample test can be a great way to even prepare for the mm. SAT or the ACT. Um, there's so much time that goes into prep that we spend that time reading great material rather than some of the stuff you're going to see uh, prepping for the other tests. And so, um, yeah, really any way that you can help us move things forward in terms of giving the CLT a chance uh when the time comes, junior, senior year. Fantastic. Well, <clears throat> Jeremy Tate, great talking to you. President, co-founder of CLT, um, educator in the classroom. You've been a college advisor. You've kind of seen this from all sides. So excited about your work. We'll have to have you back on when you guys are the gold standard and people are <laughs> reminiscing about the old days when they had that SAT thing that no one knows what it is anymore. So <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the ultimate disruptor. So very good. We'll have a great uh Great success ahead, and we look forward to, to hearing more. Thanks again for your Thank time. Thank you, Davis. God bless, and thanks for your good work. All right. Take care. All righty. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Basecamp Live. I'm Kate Roberts, a senior this year, who has been extremely blessed with a classical Christian education. 
I know raising our generation isn't always easy, and we hope this podcast has been an encouragement to you. So thank you truly for listening. You know, with literally of thousands of others tuning in from across the U.S. and all around the world, you are not alone in raising kids in my generation. If you get a quick moment, post a comment to us on our Basecamp Live Facebook page and be sure to tell others about the show. Join us again for our next episode. Oh, 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 oh,